0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: Show. listener discretion is advised at all times
2: Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Rickett and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, support for which is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and you will hear firsthand a certain GM under the WWE umbrella endorse this also later on in the show and that's a wee surprise for you to look forward to later on Uh, First, let's get the introductions out of the way My name is Clive and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Ricky A good evening to you, Ricardo Fuller
3: Good evening, how are
2: you? Alright Have your balls not dropped yet? I don't really know what happened there (laughs) You sounded like a 12 year old so all that Greek yogurt you're eating that's making you younger.
1: With grapes and dark chocolate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A can I have Iron Brew?
2: To balance it out. <laughs> right, so we've got
1: for any, for any of the Americans that don't know what Iron Brew is, order yourself some and you won't regret it.
2: I'm sure it's quite a well-known tipple. Is it? I think so. Aye.
1: I know we got Sam to try something like that. Mm-hmm. Rob, I think Rob, I can't remember if Rob's tried it or not, but he is kind of Scottish anyway, so he probably has. But I'm not sure. I don't know if you can get it over in America. I'm sure he can I'm
2: sure, I, I know, but there will be some places, there will be a Hamish McTavish's stroke shop or something that will sell it. Uh, it
1: sells Bucky as well.
2: I, or the, the Bucky flavoured barbecue sauce that was in the shops uh. recently. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a bit of a, a busy episode tonight We've got finally got plans to start our next multi-episode project And we're going to get the ball rolling with that later on But beforehand I thought we would kill two birds with one stone And keep going with the Twitter hot takes that we've been doing recently But make that a Clash of Champions review Have you, have you, I've not actually asked you Have you seen Clash of Champions, Ricky? Yep Okay that's all I needed to know. So, um, <clears throat> I've got I've bookmarked some tweets. Some of them are decent. Some of them are a bit bizarre, and some of them are just maybe ones that I kept for myself to make it sound as if there's some really interesting t- people on Twitter, but I just <laughs> wrote it myself. So, first one I've got here is from friend of the show and recent outer of fraudulent journalists, Gary Cassidy. <laughs> Uh, he said yesterday Sasha Banks versus Bailey has to be an event hell in a cell. Now, the common wish is for fans to see that happen at WrestleMania, wait for fans and all that stuff. There's also been a concern that can they flesh this story out for so many months? I think you could with Survivor Series and Royal Rumble in the way, but with Hell in a Cell around the corner, again, Sasha has become involved in a very personal storyline that can have a blow off, or at least a first blow off at Hell in a Cell. And I think, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't be annoyed if they did it. Um, <clears throat> two parts. I think first part can flesh it out to WrestleMania. I think it would be difficult.
1: I know it's, it's October. Well, it'll be October tomorrow. Um, it's just difficult, I think. Unless you kind of write Sasha off. I, not again, but you keep her away from TV. I don't know. Um, but should it be event? Hell in a cell. I would like to see it be an event. Whistle, main event. Hell in a cell. Um, I guess it just kind of... It depends what Roman's doing that night mm. you
3: know
1: um, but yeah I think this one it's just some feuds and match that you do want the fans for but you just don't know when that'll be um, but no like I'd sign up for this being uh, the main event because this has been a long time coming
3: yep.
1: uh, it's played out I don't know if it's played out the way they want it to certainly in 2020 it's been very very slow and, yeah, like, I think it, it does deserve it because it's been one of the most fascinating things that we've all been watching. And, and like, let's be honest about it, like, Sasha and Bailey have been two huge pillars in 2020. And, and they've made, especially when they are on both brands, they were, you know, cornerstones of both brands and even NXT as well they were appearing. And so, like, for a while... Um, like they've
3: been big time players this year and they do fully
2: deserve that moment mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care if there have been intangibles or invariables that mean that progress of this storyline has either been stopped or postponed, this has been long term booking and they've meant this for years and years, this has always been the, the plan, to have a Covid, coronavirus and to have it on <laughs> a cell Definitely the case. I think if they are going to do that, then it would obviously take away the luster of a big blow-off at WrestleMania. But what you could do is quite easily have the Hell in a Cell match. Bailey re-injures or exacerbates Sasha's neck, which actually does keep her off TV for a good few months all the way up until number 30 in the Royal Rumble. She comes down, wins the Rumble, and then that's it set. Take her off TV for a while, simmer it down, let Bailey have some feuds with some other people post draft, which is happening two one or two weeks away. So, next week. so there's room to keep Bailey's title reign fresh, especially with this draft, and then if Sasha's been off TV, bring her back at the rumble and hey Presto, there's your build to mania starting up again. See I would I would
1: like to see it at
2: WrestleMania to be honest first off first time mm-hmm. uh,
1: the, I hate rematches or something taking place like and I hate when they do a match on Raw and Smackdown and then we get in a pay-per-view like a couple of weeks later
2: or vice um, versa
1: yeah and I would hate it even more so if they'd done this before and then we got a rematch at WrestleMania it's just I don't like that at all mhm
2: I would be down with it. I just think it's one of those ones where it doesn't happen often, where a Hell in a Cell match is merited, rather than just in the fact that it falls in the same time as the pay-per-view, the gimmick pay-per-view. This is a personal feud. Hell in a Cell should be those blood feuds, and there aren't many others going on at the moment in the main roster. Can you think of any that merit Hell in a Cell?
1: I mean, depending on what happens with Roman moving forward,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, so um, you know that could. But you know, Hell in a Cell is yes, it's wanted for blood feuds, but Hell in a Cell is, in my opinion, um, like the feud decider that ends the feud.
2: Yes, that is true. That
1: shouldn't, you know, you don't you don't start a feud like that. Like I'm looking at fucking Seth Rollins and the field you know That's how that says that should be the culmination of a feud,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and this isn't. where This feud is just starting.
3: So that would be my
1: only reservation if they're going to do it inside the cell.
2: Fair point. Uh, I'll I'll let Gary know that you're not happy with his tweet then. <laughs> so you'd mentioned Roman there. I'm just going to jump into it because the bookmarks are all over the place. Uh, I love, this is from Stephen Rowe at V1 underscore OSW I love great matches, I'll mark out to a five star match as much as anyone else but give me this level of storytelling over well executed spots slash sequences any day of the week this will stay with me for a lot longer than any move talking of course about Roman Reigns just humiliation of his cousin Jay, that was quite something mm-hmm. It, it plodded along at first and it was just a bit sort of slow and wasn't going anywhere and I thought right they're just doing the, the heel Roman where he's not really he's doing all the headlocks and stuff but it slowly but surely started grinding away at you and then Roman was just an absolute piece of shit towards the end can you uh, the take for me please said I love great matches I'll mark out to a five star matches much as anyone else but give me this level of storytelling over well executed spots sequences any day of the week and who is that from again uh, Stephen Rowe
1: Uh, I agree like I think for the most part I always talk about in ring uh, is what matters to me but I don't really need the story behind it as such Mm -hmm. as long as I just see a great in ring action, but I think this had both, and obviously you always push for both,
3: ah, you, you want to have that like great wrestling
1: match. match, but you want that, that um, storyline coming in, and the story coming in, like I think it would, if the match didn't deliver, it would have been overall then just been underwhelming but I think a couple were agree how great the story was and how well um, both Roman and Paul Heyman, yep. uh, played their part. Then obviously, uh, what Joe was able to do as well um, was great. And then when you actually get a match that delivers up to not doesn't not too much delivers up to the storyline, but delivers and in, in doesn't feel like it falls flat. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I really enjoyed it. The match, like it went the way you expected it to go. But it was still really, really enjoyable. Still really, really good to watch. There was still some real high moments. Um, you know, like the relentless trash talk from Roman was awesome. And, and that's one of the good things about not having crowds that you actually get to hear wrestlers saying shit to one another yep. rather than just picking up little wee snippets. Um, the fact that Jimmy comes down throws in the, the towel and then runs in and covers jail, show, jail so and is shouting at Roman you're the tribal chief you're the tribal chief like kind of thing and it was everything about that match and just little wee small things you know like the absolute look of horror and shock on Paul Heyman's face mm-hmm. like like what the fuck have you just done to your own family <laughs> I
3: know
2: was his own family Um the
1: fact that um Roman has at the end of the match is raising his hand. He's got the what's that called? Is it the lay? What's it called again? Lay,
2: the lay, I think. Yep, The lay, like
1: yep, the lay. Over and asked for Jake him down and like everything about this from obviously from Roman winning the title up until right now it's just been executed perfectly, no. and I think and just to kind of final point about that, what I've just said everything about this storyline in match was excellent, was we we call a spade a spade if we like something, we like it, if we don't we don't, like. we don't care who the company is, we're not biased in any way we'll shit on any company if, and then give any company praise I think we need to give praise to WWE here for everything they've done since Roman came back Like everything about it has just been perfect
2: it was always going to be interesting to see what a heel Roman was like, but this leading into the Samoan Heritage stuff, the Tribal Chief that's, it's marvellous and it was I I know what Stephen was saying, it's great to watch the uh, flipper do that stuff but Is it though? In, in moderation but with that, that stood out, that was a cut above the rest. There's been good stories told in WWE this year personally but this was like the guy says that'll be remembered and it does help when you've got meme worthy pictures of him holding Jay's head towards the camera (laughs) and then he's standing there with the the lay on just it was mind blowing just how effective it was
1: it was and I think what I love is that the whole chicken shit heel was never going to work with Roman and I love that this is the way he should be presented like an absolute killer
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I think up until the last couple of weeks like really he hasn't been doing many things that you would say is like classic heel stuff in the sense that like how different is he like obviously coming down and signing a contract at payback was it payback? Uh, yes All Right, so that's kind of like a, a heelish shady thing to do and it was only really up until when he actually attacked or so like in the last couple of weeks where it was like right there's a first real sign of you acting like a classic heel because everything before it he was always hard hitting, he always wrestled aggressively he was always like wanting to like really tear people's heads off like him and Braun apparently like, trying to kill one another and <laughs> at that point Rowan was a fully fledged face you know <laughs> so little wee things It's just been building and building and building and now we've got like a proper full on heel because I said, I've i said it before like even the way he would wrestle was always like a heel as well he was always like overly aggressive at times and obviously when he um when he kicks out of the pin right before the ref gets to three and he kind of low blows Jay or so as well mm-hmm. um which was you know, so with the soul week by week we're
3: starting
2: to see little more heelish tendencies. Uh-huh. I what I loved most, it was even before the match was the there was a picture that I saw of Jay sort of smiling and laughing, walking back up the ramp, and Roman just had this look of pure evil on his face and then I watched the hype video and you see them sort of high-fiving each other, thinking, yep, this is gonna be good fun on the day. <clears throat> in Roman's face just slowly but surely falls it's like he is he's he's ready to tear a, let his limbs off brutality Yep. so much kudos to the whole Roman Reigns thing that's going on just now am I sounding fuzzy to you just now?
3: no not at all
2: that's alright then uh, now this chap I don't know if you've seen much of this guy's Twitter game, but oh, M. Cedric. No, Michael Cedric. Do, do we follow him? Uh, no, but he keeps popping up. Uh, the um, he writes for Walk Culture, so he's oh, saying, so
1: he, so he's just a piece of shit and doesn't know
2: wrestling and well, it's a bit. See the bit, right? I thought it was actually a genius, not genius, but just typical moments oh, that Randy Orton likes to talk about. We do follow him,
1: sorry to put you off, we do follow We do. <clears throat> Time to. Right,
2: so here we go, unfollow. Yep, there we go. <laughs> I know, but my bookmark might disappear, hold on. Nah, it won't. No, it won't, it's fine. Um, so, it's a bit during the ambulance match. Another, by the way, Drew McIntyre. Stop having bangers on pay per views, please. Okay, just stop it. But anyway, eh, Randy Orton sort of just slams McIntyre down onto the windscreen. Windscreen cracks. Randy Orton falls on top of him, goes for a pin, and then obviously remembers it's not pinfalls. Now, mm-hmm. to me, that is just a case of Randy Randy Orton is so out of his face that he doesn't know where he is. And he was literally slabbering spit all over the place about two minutes earlier after a headbutt. Um, so Sidgwick has got a screenshot of this pin attempt Randy Orton attempts pin an ambulance match in which three, in which babyface relies on the help of three separate people to win I thought this lad was an all time great at psychology and he's put all time great at psychology in finger air quotes now the three babyface the three legends coming to help but we'll discuss that in a minute surely to god this guy must realise that Randy Orton is playing along here and thinking and the pin is pure kayfabe and not just cheer a daisy of
1: course it's fucking kayfabe I know I know it's Randy fucking Orton we're talking about <laughs> piece of shit
2: <coughs> excuse me
1: I don't have too much to say about that guy. guy's just trolling looking for fucking not oh, what
2: fucking tool do you want to know what his pin tweet is Oh, his mm-hmm. account, did you ever stop to think that maybe wrestling media isn't co-opted and that the people who know what they're talking about simply prefer the very good product that values artistic expression over the manifestation of a despot's spiralling lunacy fucking dick <laughs> uh, um, so right, what about the legends coming to help what were your thoughts on that because I've seen a lot of people saying that Orton was buried. You know, 13-time champion. Um, form of his life was buried.
1: And then proceeded to wipe out all four legends the following night on Raw. Did he? I think so. I saw some sort of couple of memes.
2: Well, I thought that was retribution.
1: No, they're not on Raw. They've been quarantined.
2: Um, so they have.
1: Right, I mean, let's look... There, it's not possible for Randy fucking Orton to be buried okay
3: mm-hmm.
1: but so, let's stopped that right there and saying that I didn't like it I don't think it portrayed Drew in a very good way and now mm. surely an ambulance match is kind of like a hell in a cell should signal the end of a feud but I have a feeling that this may not be the end
2: Oh, that's a good point. Because um, technically, Drew hasn't won with a Claymore yet. There was a, a sneaky pin at Payback mm-hmm. because they couldn't best each other with their finishers. They, he used a punt to get rid of Randy Orton this time. Like To me, it does, it does say that Drew couldn't put Randy Orton away the way he has been putting others away. He needed some other help.
1: And that's where I... I don't... That's what I'm not keen on. I know there was that visual where Orton was closing the doors and Drew kind of, like, stops and pushes through, etc. But... And obviously, punch him to the head and off he goes, kind of thing. I don't know. Like, just seeing that... um, there's three of them
2: there. Show Shawn Michaels and and um, Christian. I mean,
1: it just doesn't sit right with me if I'm honest. Like, I just didn't need to see that.
2: I think three separate assaults was overkill, especially within the match. Now Ric Flair driving the ambulance away. First of all, he shouldn't be allowed to drive. Because he'll be blowing a two point six on the ethanizer. <laughs> uh, but the, the I think too, it was too much. Like, see if it was one of them. If it was like Sean Michaels or either one of the three, maybe not Big Show. Because I can't handle his face when he's got a clean shaven face. <laughs> he looks awful. <laughs> the
3: only
1: the only thing pops into my mind with the legends that Orton attacking him is is Edge going to come back but I don't think he's back anytime soon no
2: he'll be away he'll be away for
1: a while Yeah, that just didn't sit right with me at all I just felt like you know Drew didn't need that help
2: true is from a sort of Randy Orton getting his comeuppance point of view it made perfect sense, and from that side of things, it was very well done. But for it all to happen in the space of twenty minutes, I thought that wasn't. See if some of it took place after the match.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But for it all, I can I can see where you are coming from. However, I still think the match before we saw the Roman match, it was a match of the night again. The the ladder match actually. I don't. I didn't actually have any. Tweets safe for the ladder match? That's because it was a great match. <laughs> there was um, a lot of different uses of the ladder this time. Ones that we're not used to seeing, like Jeff Hardy sliding down it as it falls backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> AJ Styles falling onto the side of it, right onto his ribs. And there was one other thing, I can't remember exactly what it was. And obviously, as well, you've got. Jeff Hardy getting handcuffed or earcuffed. earlobed. <laughs> Sammy Zane um, was on fire that night. I suppose
1: the only hot take or take I can think of would be something like remember how all these people who were taking breaks because of COVID nineteen were going to get punished or being punished or in a doghouse when they eventually return.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Sammy hmm. was apparently one of them. Roman Reigns was apparently was another one. You know,
2: mm-hmm. just turns
1: out to be absolute driveling nonsense. As per, as per. So no, um, I I really enjoyed the match. it was a really really good match. Actually, it was probably the one outside of the Roman and J match that I was most excited for. Uh
3: uh-huh. I
2: didn't even mm-hmm. know. I didn't even know the match was happening because the last two weeks I've really not paid much attention to Raw or SmackDown. It's just, but hectic. with the wrestling fandom and I thought, right, I'll happily watch Clash, watch the hype videos and stuff and it just started and it said, I knew there was going to be some sort of IC title match, triple threat, but I didn't realise it was a ladder match. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, that'll be very nice. And it was very
1: nice.
2: I know, and I just, I thought, Sammy, your shoulders are going to pop out, you're like like one of those... um, Kendall's at a homeless shelter that's just been passed about left and right (laughs) or a children's home where it's just the arms easily pop out Uh, I think one day his his shoulders are going to do him forever but he seems to handle himself well did a wee bouncy off the tops not the the bouncy song but a wee (laughs) (laughs) bouncy bouncy off the ropes Um, can't remember actually what other offensive put in apart from handcuffing people to things and then hiding the key in his mouth and he's sitting there sweaty
1: Injuries. Injuries have slowed him down They have And it's a shame, it's a shame because he was so great
2: It's interesting that two of the massive babyfaces on NXT Sami Zayn and Bailey, sort of were in a purgatory kind of with their main roster debuts or the first year or so and then when they turn heel, look at them now. And you would never have thought that when they were in NXT, that they would be convincing heels. Because
1: uh, they were surefire, fire, absolute home run faces.
2: Mm-hmm. And Sami Zayn just looks like a hobo. A hobo. Oh, he
1: looks awesome.
2: It <laughs> does, but he really needs a comb. So that was a very good match, it was. There was actually, that was by
1: far my favourite match of the
2: night. I thought the tag match was good, but I know that Angel Garza was injured at the end, but surely mm-hmm. someone must have told Andrade like before the ref went to count, like, just stay down for this one, because that was an awful finish. Mm-hmm. And they can't exactly come back and say, oh, the ref did us out of a, a victory there. Because Garza's injured, so they can't run it again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Just a mess because, which is disappointing because the match itself I thoroughly enjoyed that frantic tag style that that's good now and again in the main roster.
1: Yeah. I mean, overall it was a another really good pay per view. Like I felt there was some highs in there, one or two lows. But for the most part, it was, like, consistently
2: pretty good. I thought Selena Vega handled herself very well. From a technical standpoint. Because it is one of those ones we've hardly really seen her wrestle. I think she had Mm -hmm. maybe one match against Candice LeRae in NXT. And
1: she's made one or two kind of cameos now and then. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what, and this is really... I'm going to sound really dark, but you know my favourite thing the entire night, the entire interview was. Bailey.
2: Just in general? Uh, her match. What, the match with Asuka
3: hmm.
2: Aye, those German suplexes. Do you know why? Do you
1: know, do you know why it's probably like my favourite match? Not so much my favourite match but certainly at the moment I was like do you know what that's my favourite moment from the pay-per-view.
2: Because it had one of the most perfect German suplexes you've ever seen?
1: Yes that but she'd DQ'd. Mm-hmm. she got intentionally DQ'd.
2: Great go on.
1: And kept her title.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Like I love that. Oh
2: like,
1: you right, know, like, okay. Just, you know like is a heel like oh god I'm beating I'm facing Undertaker I can't I'm right I'm taking my title I'm running away count to ten I'm gone I keep the title I can I can I can handle the defeat but I've still got my title
3: mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't like it's just it you know it's because you're always like just just run away like it's fine you you don't need to stay there you don't need to win the match just for, you you still keep your title As I don't know I just quite kind of like seeing that because it's not something you see that like. Very often, anyway, where they actually go... Because normally when you try to walk away, the, the face runs after him and gets them back in the ring or someone comes out and like, no, no, you're going back in the ring kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's like, just go pick up a chilled steel chair and just throw it and hit the ref or something and uh-huh. get
2: yourself dq and leave. If anything, she should have done it quicker. Mm. Was Nicky Cross one of those ones that's been rumoured to be in the vicinity of a COVID person?
1: Uh, was it her? Was it Naya?
2: Someone yeah. else? Naya, Shana, and Retribution. Naya Drax randomly put out a, a, a tweet saying my tag partner is expecting. <laughs> I
1: know. And then it made no sense whatsoever. I know. Uh, I don't, but the thing with Retribution, I think. I think they all came back negative, but I think they were in contact and she someone who was positive, so they had to kind of self-isolate.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm not sure if Nia Jackson and the rest of them were the same. They must, have, sure.
2: they must have all been playing up, up, down, down with each other or something. <laughs> the YouTube channel, that is not the other up, up, down, down.
1: Must have been playing with each other.
2: I've actually written a column this week about the bold retribution and you'll be able, you'll be able to read it on Thursday, the first of October. Happy October, ladies and gents. At wrestlingheadlines.com under the brand extension banner. Check it out. It's um it's a it's a sort of criticism of retribution but not for the reasons that everyone else has gone on about.
3: could
1: be an interesting read
2: like they're all saying the masks are shite the names are shite they're all midgets I don't care about that stuff I couldn't care less about that stuff
1: the ma- like obviously Mia Yim's mask like you know that was blatantly obvious who that was it was clearly obvious it was um obviously you know, it was um, Geiger Kovig as well but like the, his mask doesn't bother me as much uh the names are
2: horrendous. But they'll grow on but you. They'll grow on you, just like every other name. Maybe, who
1: knows. But like Mustafa Ali, I've not got used to that yet.
2: It's back to Mustafa Ali. Oh, well,
1: I wouldn't know that because he's never on fucking Roll
2: or Smackdown. He was on in a six-man tag this week, and someone had put up the AEW logo on the, the uh, Thunderdome. I oh, think. did they? I don't know if it was a Photoshop, but it was has his match it was the big black and gold uh, logo
1: you're so cool whoever done that I want to be your pal
2: I actually thought it was quite funny I
1: just, I just can't be arsed with the whole fucking nonsense half the wrestling fans come. out with.
2: it's embarrassing that Sidgwick is Speaking,
1: speaking, speaking of AEW mm-hmm. did you see Tony Khan tweeting about Fulham I did <laughs> oh Here's the thing, like, this is so off topic I, I really didn't want Fulham to get promoted I wanted Brentford to go up for two reasons, one because I can't be arsed watching Fulham and Brentford, the new which is kind of funny and exciting and second of all, I just don't want any Premier League, any chairman or owner in the Premier League that is known as a dog wanker
2: <laughs> See the thing is, is it, am I right in saying he's a director of football at Fulham?
1: So I think it's basically
2: his dad owns it, but I think he basically does everything else. I right. think like he's the chairman or whatever. So, for anyone listening who's not aware that as well as the Jacksonville Jaguars, Tony Khan is involved in the same sort of board role at Fulham Football Club based in London. Mm-hmm. Now, and also, if you've seen the tweets recently where he thanks everyone for Getting them up to 0.3 in the demo, and we had a million viewers this week. Thanks, it's all due to the talent and the hard work they put in. All these tweets and any any answers, criticism about tweets instead of just not tweeting out at all. So already you're thinking, just stay off Twitter, just stop it. Go and actually balance some books in the three three major projects that you've got ongoing. And then he's sending out. We need we need some new center center backs.
1: <laughs> Just can't take him serious. You can not Like no, like is the same shit he tweets out about AEW and all that. He's mm-hmm. doing it with Fulham. It's like, mate, you're fucking Fulham. You're going to get relegated. Just oh. shut up.
2: <sighs> oh, I saw well, that can't. and that that got traction very quickly. It's like very
1: quickly. Scott Parker wasn't exactly happy either. I think like, for Americans. I think the best way to describe Tony Khan's role within uh, uh, within Fulham, I don't even know what his actual role is for the Jackson and Jaguars either. It's probably like his father, Shad Khan, is like Jeff Lurie, the owner of the Eagles, and Tony Khan is like Howie Roseman, 34. general manager, so our CEO or whatever you want to say role In Fulham.
2: and he was uh, in his playing days he was the third middle linebacker
1: that's
2: it is that what it is third
1: yeah mi- No. by the way I'm not going to lie I completely forgot about a quiz tonight so did I I, so did I. I, I was planning to do it during the podcast and then I forgot and now the fact that you just mentioned middle linebacker for some reason
2: that popped in my head. Damn it, no quiz. And I was going to be quizzed on the NFL as well, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. Or just American? I for next week. American sports. Right. In general. Okay, right. We'll do that next
1: week, actually.
2: Right. Will we we'll move on to the next plan part of the agenda. Yep. Or do you want to keep going on about Tony Khan, wanking dogs?
3: Nah.
2: Okay. Right so a few weeks slash months ago we started doing the best ever pay-per-view series which went down well with um, fan fan, listen to me listener interaction um, playing along and giving us their matches for us to watch and votes and there was votes and polls and all that stuff and t-shirt giveaways worked well for the NXT TakeOver one as well we did try the worst pay-per-view ever and I feel sorry for and two, Darren, to the end of time. It just didn't work out. Too many people, too many weeks where we couldn't get the full band together. Um, Last-minute call-offs, I thought, right, let's just leave it. Let's just take a breather, do some other stuff, and then we'll get this next thing on the go. And that next thing is going to be the March Madness-type event that we talked about a few weeks ago, where we're going to crown through a March Madness 64 entry bracket over the next few weeks the best wrestler today is that the the requisite it has to be today or whatever
1: I would say I'd probably still say of all time
2: Oof. interesting
1: right or do we go right how about the last decade then okay from 2010
2: to now okay that sounds good. So, there's a question that I want to ask you first, and I know you were going to spring mm-hmm. something on me. Are we including tag teams in this? Because. I, don't I think so. Right. So, even if it ends up like the Usos versus Rusev, then obviously it's yep. not, but we're just taking them on the merit. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so with that in mind, are we including women in this? And I really want to.
1: Yeah, definitely. But no. I think if it's if it's if we're doing it as a tag team as a faction. <clears throat> so if we say the Usos, sort of, if we say, let's say we're saving you day, we don't include Kofi's title run in that. I don't think okay. because I think that then becomes extremely unfair. But I think if we do it like that, you've got to separate them. So they have to be treated for what they've done as a tag team.
2: Okay, that's fine.
1: Or as a faction. It has to be within their time in that faction so we can use the Shield but therefore none of the Shield get their uh, world title reigns other than maybe Roman second time around when the Shield reunited after Uh SummerSlam. Right, so like I said I thought we were going to be doing all time so obviously 64 if we try and split it because we understand so if we go like something like 21 or 22 from WWE
3: mm-hmm.
1: and something like same figure for whether it be say New Japan and then 20 from Impact, AEW, Ring of mm-hmm. Honor or whatever whatever
2: because if we're talking about the whole decade, then obviously AEW is just a pup.
1: Pretty much, you know, because I think when you look at it, like I, I don't think we'll have anybody from AEW in it anyway. We just we just can't.
2: Well, are, are we picking the entrance? Because if it were to get, I think if it was New Japan, then I wouldn't have a clue. I would just say okay. I
1: feel comfortable enough to do the New Japan, but that's where <clears> if we delayed the New Japan entry because then that's where I think we get Jeremy and Josh involved mm-hmm. uh, or we can even just ask them uh, to supplement additional picks into what we've come up with okay because uh, like I said I feel comfortable enough where I could pick several but again I, I, to go back to like 2010 2011 2012 etc like you know, I couldn't I couldn't possibly um say with confidence whatsoever. Um, you know, you'd need to go actually go back and like watch everything from that time where I feel a lot more comfortable going to those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we're talking the last three or four years, then yeah, I don't think I would feel comfortable enough to do it myself. But to go back ten years, like I think we would definitely get some input. Mm-hmm. Um and then yeah. Um, So I think if we start off with the WWE one, I think, like I said, in terms of AEW, there's not going to be anyone from AEW.
2: Well, you could base it on their body of work over the last decade. Like, I imagine, like, if we're including AEW with Impact in Indies, I don't know if I would, but would Cody be in your pick? Would John Moxley be in your pick?
1: Well... Moxley does Dean Ambrose, but Dean Ambrose and Moxley are the same person. You know, so I would I would put him in, and then you would factor it in. And what I mean from AEW, I mean just in general, like, no one's work in AEW alone is going to get them in.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Because they've all, the vast majority of them are going to pick from what they've done at other places anyway. Okay. So... For me, I think there's going to be quite a few in WWE that we can agree on. And there's going to be quite a few that I think we're going to have to leave off.
2: That's fine by me. I
1: think, I think we can quite easily fill 30-40 like guys in WWE and justify it.
2: So, see the next question I need to ask you, and this is just from an admin side of things. Would, if I'm doing this bracket, I've got the a wee Google Sheets laid out for me that I made mm-hmm. up myself. Shout out to me. Would Would I... Put all the WWE names together so that they're facing off against each other?
1: No, I would. If we can somehow populate that where it just auto populates it and it's just random pick after uh, going up against one another, if we're able to do that for the first matchup, so like round one, you could potentially have someone like, say, Jericho facing off with Tanahashi and then Okada facing off with Roman, like I would rather just be like this is a random draw at the start because the cream will rise to the top anyway.
2: Okay, right, I'll and I'll try (laughs) I'll keep the picks separate and then I'll fill up the brackets over the course of the, whatever, okay?
1: Even if it's like I don't mind myself like, I can I know I've got some sort of function on my laptop when I I log in tomorrow at work, where I can auto-populate and auto-generate like just picks. So if I like I'm, when we get all sixty-four names we can just randomly select one, they're bang, he's in, he's in, and then we can just populate ourselves saying this is the first matchup, this is the second matchup, just based on a random um uh, pick.
2: Okay. Well we'll we'll wait until we've got the sixty-four names then. Right. Yep. Right.
1: So I think I think there's about a dozen at least that and overall we're, we're gonna agree on. So we've got the three members of the shield.
2: So you are, right, okay, right. All right, so we've got
1: them three, now, straight
2: on. out of the gate. Hold on. <laughs> Seth Rollins, the Tribal Chief, and Dean, uh, Dean Young. Right, so we've got those three. Yes, I would definitely add him. If there's any that I don't agree with, I'll tell you.
3: Yep.
1: AJ Styles. Okay. Bear in mind, AJ spent a year in New Japan, and bear in mind, he was an impact, of TNA, at oh. the start of the decade as well.
2: I might have to come back to you on the AJ Styles one. Okay. That's surprising. Charlotte Flair um, mhm
1: all four horse
2: women. all four of Just them,
1: put them all, I'll put them all four down
2: ok hold on Charlotte Flair Becky Lynch it's boss time she was pulling some right growlers on Sunday night <laughs> Her face was looked as if she'd just eaten a lemon covered in shite. <laughs> Bailey. Now, she's technically been in WWE for f- five years. And obviously she was a bit of a legend back in Japan. So I'm putting Naskat in. Mhm. Okay, you alright with that? Mm-hmm. Are we including NXT in this?
1: I mean, they have to. That's why... Like the four horsewomen, especially like Becky Lynch, she has to. to Charlotte, obviously. Um, even though Sasha's been kind of mistreating the sense, which now had like dominant reigns in main roster, but she was dominant in NXT. Mm -hmm. So, definitely the four horsewomen for me. You've
2: got Daniel Bryan.
1: Um, I. So, this is going to be really difficult because we're going to leave out some big names I think um, right so move forward you would have to put in both in my opinion the Usos and the New Day
2: right yes now we're already at 12 we're going for 22 for WWE
1: this is a problem we're going to really have to we need to, be to put more in if I'm honest um, mm. Right, so we've got them. CM Punk.
2: See what Roman Reigns said about him.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's
2: another one i need to come back to you on. Really, guys are dickhead
1: I, I get it, but half the wrestlers are dickheads.
2: But he's just a moaning, greeting faced we get. With a shite finisher as well. Go to sleep's good. I like to go to sleep. Well, his finisher puts me to sleep, that's what I'll say to that.
1: That's the whole purpose of it. Aye. Like, really? You're
3: you're
1: you can't you no, you can't. You can't
2: beat old Punk. Do you remember, do you remember when we were in, uh, doing the 7 aside football at work and we'd have emails mm-hmm. back and forth with all 14 members, like, yes. getting ready for the day? <laughs> and I was having a random chat with you via email and I said, i never forget that CM Punk's finisher is straight," but I accidentally sent the email to all these guys.
3: That's right.
1: Those emails would start, like, on a Thursday bloody morning, on <clears> a Monday morning, and they would just go on all day long.
2: Mm-hmm. And then i come in and say, the go to sleep below the shite, <laughs> and people must have been thinking, what?
1: I remember I remember one time, totally off topic, there was a guy, I don't want to name him, right? Uh, used to play football, but ended up including like, oat cakes or something, something like that, someone that high up. And the email.
2: Oh, you're kidding.
1: <laughs> and tried to recall it and couldn't because he'd read it already.
3: <laughs>
1: um, right, so we've got Punk.
2: Know, so far...
1: <clears throat> Brock Lesnar.
2: It pains me, but yes, you can't deny the year, the decade he's had. You, you can't. Lesnar will go far. There's
1: a couple that I just I just don't know about Orton.
2: You don't know about him?
1: He would probably need to have been wouldn't he?
2: I know, but his his decade hasn't hasn't been amazing.
1: But he's had he's been involved in a lot of different things. Like this year he's been excellent. He was heavily involved in the whole Daniel Bryan thing and then the breakup up of the shield and stuff. I think you need to put him tentatively, I think I think I would just I think it would be difficult to leave him off.
2: Just because of name value?
1: That's where that's where I need to try and like I think that's what it is.
2: Um right, I've put an asterisk next to his name. Put one next to CM Punk and you just say in a minute.
1: Kevin Owens. He was a fixture in NXT, was a US champ.
2: Best universal champ we've had.
1: Yep. Involved in a great story on Jericho. There's another name right there you need to add to it, Jericho.
2: Would you be putting him in for WWE though?
1: See, that's the thing though, like, see the names I'm naming now. I'm just going to name them because obviously like the first eight or nine years, he was predominantly in WWE, but his stuff around New Japan and, and AEW, coupled couple of some of the stuff he'd done in WWE means he's going to be on the list. Wherever you put him, I don't know, I would just stick him on right now just in case we forget about him.
2: Right, okay then. Uh, now, you know you know that I am a big big, big Kevin Owens, Mark. He had a very strong two years of his WWE career.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Has he since then?
1: I just, I just don't think you can leave him off. Mm. And I think, I think the other thing is that, like, so if you look at somebody like people like Gargano, Champa cool
3: right
1: mm-hmm. like obviously we could talk about the stuff pre-WWE but the real peak was obviously the stuff we've done in NXT I think that was such a peak that those three guys have to be cool in there as well
2: so although it was a short space of time within the whole decade what they did in that time mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Was Punk punk was only there for like the first So it 2014 he left? Mm-hmm. 2013? 2014 I think it was so you know but his was such a peak
2: it was it was he was a dick but it was
3: Um
2: at 20 now See that's uh, I'm just I don't know to think, to think because I know there's people What if like we do it, it what if we do it where although we're including the last decade we go for where they currently l- work So you're beefing up the AEW and in the indies with Jericho but, and Moxley
1: See the thing with the AEW and the indies thing is that like A lot of those guys were going to touch on anyway, like, like Jericho was going to be included in it, Mox was going to be included in it. Then you move over to whether it be the Bucks or um, Omega or Cody. Like when we spoke about New Japan, like several of those guys were going to be on that anyway, because that's just what you associate the decade kind of with.
2: But just to make it a bit easier when we're compiling these lists.
1: Right, that's fine. So you can remove Jericho
2: and Moxley if you want. Okay. That's not to say that they didn't have a big impact.
1: Ah, oh, because obviously Moxley's impact was WWE.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's just a case of. They're not there at the moment and they could do with beefing up yeah. to the other categories. I will leave CM Punk on though because he hasn't wrestled since. Mm hmm. Um. Just trying to think. Hey, right. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Asuka, Usos, New Day, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Champa, Gargano, Cole, Page, AJ Lee, PJ Lee. See what I did there?
1: Page is a weird one. Is it? I mean she wasn't wrestling for long and I suppose her NXT stuff as well yeah I'd put Paige in
2: there actually now this one's controversial but I'm going to go with her new rule that it's where they currently work but the decade that they've had has been stellar you with me? mhm Nakamura? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Actually I can put for that. He's had quite
2: a decade. Yeah, definitely. Oh no, no, definitely he's
1: definitely
2: on. Um right, we've got technically we've got one more. I mean if you run through.
1: <clears throat> right.
2: You ready to... for this one? <laughs>
1: okay, John Cena. <sighs> I mean, we have the US o- we have the US Open Challenge, right? We have the stuff with Punk, right? We have the stuff we done with Brock, stuff we done with the Royal Rumble match were involved in, like. Even even though the Roman one was just so flat, but it was still just a a monumentous feud because you're like fucking awesome. We've been waiting for this. I can't believe we're doing it on this pay per view, but we're doing it. Like I just don't see. Like I know he's not been there for the last like two or three years, but we speak so fondly of that US Open challenge. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And I argue that the reason why he's in it. Is because his peak again in a few years was that high, I I just don't see how you can't put them on.
2: I know it just it makes my blood boil. I just look at his know, face and I just think I want to like give you a, a stunner or something.
1: And I see what the problem is now because like people like Finn should be on it. Because remember he was a lead, leader of the Bullet Club as well and. This is where I think we're we're gonna hurt ourselves if we have to limit ourselves to just twenty WWE guys because even though like some of the stuff they've done has been really good, a lot of their great work was done out with WWE.
2: And Finn was massive in NXT. So since we had an asterisk next to Randy Orton, how about now, we considering him the, the body of work over the last ten years we remove Randy Orton and put Finn Balor in? Mm-hmm. Well, controversial, but I'm fully behind it. (laughs) Like, big time, pleased with that.
1: I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's going to be one person that we've just spectacularly missed out on.
2: Based on Finn Balor's pick, I'm happy to keep AJ Styles in.
1: Oh, AJ was definitely staying in like his stuff in TNA was sensational and then the impact he made in, in New Japan just in, a, uh, just in a year and then hell, one could even argue like the stuff he's done in WWE in four years would mm-hmm. be enough to put him on that list Aye. Um, I'm just running through names in my head now because I, I, I need to you need to factor in the stuff have done out with WWE that long, just being like, no, they have not done much
2: in WWE that's why I'm probably happy to keep Owens in there because <clears throat> he was a big deal
1: yes, and that's like, even then I think then you could look at some like Sami Zayn, but I just don't think he's done enough
2: no, he's not done WWE,
1: you know, so that's where you're kind of
2: you're hmm so I'll name the 22 names we've got, right so that would be 22, then 22 New Japan, and then 20, 20 AEW slash indies. Slash anywhere.
1: Slash. So I think that other 20 should be filled up with WWE guys, If would think of other ones.
2: If, right, well, that can be, how about the, that can be the 20 wildcards? Yep. Okay, there we go. So 22 WWE slash NXT, 22 New Japan, and 20 wildcards. You have to take where they currently are, but you can take in their entire body of work over the last 10 years, okay? Mm-hmm. So the 22 names we have Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, AJ Lee, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Asuka, Usos, New Day, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor, Page, Owens, Champa, Gargano, Cole, Nakamura and John Cena that's yeah can, can like can anyone say hold on a minute why are they on there
1: I don't think so I think you can make an argument from all because like one or two maybe you can look at and be like that doesn't make much sense but see I think the argument of um their peak was that damn high. Mm-hmm. Really,
2: did really you, high.
1: Did you did you include Adam Cole in it? Sorry.
2: Yes. Um, I'm
1: just trying to think if there's anybody we potentially missed.
2: Even the because <sighs> NXT. Before who was it but in between sort of Nakamura and then. Joe Joe
1: but oh, God that's stuff an impact but I would argue that the great impact stuff was stuff was like the mid thousands mm-hmm. to late thousands.
2: I I wouldn't conclude um, Joe in it. No, I don't think we
1: could. What about should Shirai?
2: Who would you get rid of?
1: I don't think we need to get rid of anyone. I think we need to add them to it.
2: You're, you're um, very willy-nilly with these rules.
1: I know, but I think... I know, but I think there's just sometimes you've just got to... We need to add certain people in. And I think see the whole indie slash AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, all of them rolled into one. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be really difficult, by the way. Mhm because I think when you, could you people that fall under that bracket are going to be the Bucks Omega, Cody Jay Lethal, um and several others it's just that could get filled up very very quickly as well mm-hmm. um, I'm just looking through the current roster to make sure I've not missed anyone
2: I've put Yoshi in As long as she stops um, moonsaulting people.
1: <laughs> I think we've, um, probably, we got page, didn't we?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Stevie Wonder has more chance of pinning the tail on a donkey than Il Shirai has of successfully landing a moonsault. great wrestler otherwise, fantastic wrestler but that moonsaults a mess more often than not
1: there's so many like wild cards here as well, you know that like people people like, um, like Keith Lee know, people but... like Walter people like um Try to see who else we've got.
2: Could
3: like even a bar. Oh
2: the bar. I like, see when you think of it. Maybe not Seamus, but I would for his just for his service contribution and service, Cesaro. Like, see, it's, it's highly it's... possible.
1: She, it is, but I think if you see if we look at Sheamus as well, like being champion, being tag champ, been involved in a great some number of great matches as well, specifically tag matches. But I think at some point we to kind of draw the line, but like no, we can't add anyone else in. Certainly not in this section. I think if we do run out of names, um, then we can start to add people in.
2: So I was sticking with the twenty three then. Stick with that then, right and then we'll need to see. I think after that, okay. Right, so we have Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, AJ Lee, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Asuka, Usos, New Day, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor, Paige, Kevin Owens, Tommaso Champa, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. Shansky Nakamura, John Cena and Io Shirai. 23 names who are currently WWE but have had a sterling decade. Now I did promise this earlier before we sort of close the show with not a quiz. We've got a very special message for you tonight from a certain general manager from WWE and he's going to tell you about Manscaped and who better to tell you about Manscaped than a real man's man. Manscaped has redesigned the electrical trimmer.
0: The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they have just released the new and improved Mower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be NIC3 thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. If you are listening to me right now, I want you to experience it firsthand yourself. Trim that junk of yours, get 20% off plus free shipping with this code suplex at manscaped.com Your
2: balls will thank you What do you think, Vicky? To get Mr. Regal on the show? That was wonderful stuff, wasn't it?
1: That was. Fair play to you for doing that.
2: Aye, he took some time out of his busy schedule um, keeping people at bay, like Robert Stone and Dakota, Dakota Kai to let us know all about Manscaped. So, thanks very much for that, Willie. Um, anything else you want to add tonight before we, we would? What do you want to do next week, bracket wise, bracketology wise? Um, I
1: think we need to show to the Cascades.
2: Yep, even if it's a case of if we can't get them on. We can do some shit with them.
1: I mean, even if we don't get them on, we can. We've got the the messenger group where I can just say to them Mm -hmm. to populate or to add on to anyone that we're unsure of. Yep. Or to scrutinise the list. Sounds good to me. Do you know what's going to be good about it? Is. I'm looking forward to actually doing some of the research on some of this.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Like, I think it's going to be such a big task. But I'm actually looking forward to going back and watching some matches from, like, much earlier on in the decade. Uh-huh. No matter who it falls under. So I don't, like... So even if we do come up, once we do finalise the list, like, I think if we give ourselves another couple of weeks to really dig in and, and properly research into it again, just to jog our memories.
3: Okay.
2: You, we'll still try and get the Kiss guys on next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Okay. Well. If
1: we can't get both, then we can at least like. Jeremy, I've spoken to Jeremy, and Jeremy was he was all for coming on and doing like the bracket and breaking it down and, and ultimately picking a winner. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he'll be more than happy to come on and, and talk some
2: some New Japan stuff. Okay. Good stuff. Well, unless you've nothing else to add, I'm happy to bring this show to a, a close tonight. It's been a, a quiet and reserved episode, but plenty of content. Yep. Good conversation to have as usual with yourself, sir. Same to you, thank you. Uh, and that is hopefully always the case, or at least if if it's not, if you're not laughing your head off, you're at least engaged. And we always try that here on the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Great Match Generator, All Things Elite, 8-Bit Suplex, and Grave Consequences. Um, you can... Oh, it was going so well there. It's going so well. That was going to be the best plug ever. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Please give us five stars on any podcast app of your choice, preferably Apple and Podcasts, because that's where all the algorithms are taking measurements of. Fuck's sake. Go to socialsuplex.com, you can get the podcasts there, as well as columns that we write. Uh, You press the subscribe button on that website, that'll take all the content straight to your email inbox. Go to prowrestlingtees.net if you want a t-shirt from any of the guys Just type in social suplex and you'll get the information there on prowrestlingtees.net. If you want to have your balls looking, feeling and smelling great, head over to manscaped.com. Put in the the code SUPLEX and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. Thanks again, Willie, for your input tonight. Uh, Also, if you want to just donate to the show in general, ladies and gents, I could really do with a new webcam and something that holds my microphone more securely but the webcam, like, I need a state-of-the-art webcam I need a webcam, okay Um, donate (laughs) to the show (laughs) Um, Western Squared Circle Facebook group, check us out there and we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter Right,
1: okay
2: Another good episode It was Right, thanks for listening ladies and gentlemen and we'll speak to you next week Take care, folks.
3: Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. We'll see you next time.